Welcome to the Wine After Work podcast. This is your host, Bryce Batts. I'm a career coach, mom of two girls, former college cheerleader, and current encourager of women. I'm so grateful you're here. It's my mission to help women break through the glass ceiling, rise up, and step into their greatness. Now grab a glass of wine and settle in. Hello. Today's guest is Molly Lowe, founder and career coach of Lotus Mentoring. In her 15 years of HR leadership experience, she has successfully launched a staffing agency and developed several high-performing recruiting teams. As a career coach, she's helped millennial women identify, secure, and excel in a career they desire and deserve. Not only have they found fulfilling careers with Molly's help, but they've also increased our salary by 60%. That's huge. So when she's not inspiring others, you'll find her reading historical fiction or traveling. She also loves watching Disney movies with her three kiddos and her husband. Um, You're going to love this conversation. She's such a light. We connected through my business coach and I just absolutely loved her energy and knew I wanted her to be on the podcast. So enjoy. Hey, Molly, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here. Uh, Molly and I met through our business coach, and I was telling Molly, I just love your energy on every call. And so I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, I am here for it. And I'm I'm all about energy. So that is what you're going to (laughs) get. And I wish people could see your beautiful background. I mean, it is like curated to a T. I'm sitting in a, you know, just a tiny um, phone booth room (laughs) and you're in this gorgeous office. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I think, um, of course, like true Molly fashion, I'm going straight into a story. Um, When I decided that this was going to be what I wanted to do next, it was almost like making my environment to reflect that new commitment to go all in for my business, for my clients. And so this is my safe haven. I tell my husband and my kids, do not come in here with your negative vibes. (laughs) This is my protected space. And it reflects who I am. So I'm, I'm girly, hence the pink walls and the flowers. And yeah, and it's yeah. very glamorous too. Thank you. The gold accents. Yeah, I love it. So talking about your business, tell us, you know, about your business, what it's called, who you help. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Again, I'm Molly Lowe. I am a career coach, specifically helping the millennial woman to elevate her career. So what does that mean? Elevation can mean so many different things. And for me, what I do specifically is I really work with the woman who has been in her career for 10 plus years they have mastered what they've been doing for the last decade or more. They can do their work in their sleep and they have been having this this tug 
this little tug at their heart, I want something bigger. I want something better. I want something more meaningful and really ready to take on a new challenge. And so what I do is I help these women to not only identify what that next step is for them, I help them to secure that new role. And then of course, to excel at that role. So this is a whole cycle of what I do to support my clients. Very um, exciting. Yes. And my my company is called Lotus Mentoring. Um, and so, yeah, I have been in business for four and a half years, started out as a side hustle and and um, the last two years decided, yep, it is time to be full time boss, babe. Let's really make a difference in the lives of others. So that's me. that's incredible. So you're almost to that five year sweet spot and you hear like that is the toughest time for a new business. And you know, entrepreneurship is so tough and those first few years make or break you. So you're right there. Oh my goodness. Your words just gave me goosebumps. It, and you're so right. There's, um, you know, when, when I started this journey, um, a lot of people say like, this, this is really going to be a spiritual journey more than ever. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Not understanding that they were, telling me the truth. I've, I've grown exponentially um, just knowing who I am and leaning in my faith and really understanding my spiritual journey. Being an entrepreneur is very much a lean into your faith journey. Mm -hmm. This is a trust yourself, know yourself. And uh, that right there, what you said, yeah, <laughs> encapsulates so well. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to have so much faith that your business is going to succeed. Yes. So I agree with you there. Um, there was a podcast I was listening to and she said, God is the CEO and I am just the manager or the facilitator. And I was like, that is so good to just think of yourself like, you know, you always hear people say God's my co-pilot. Like, no, he's the pilot and <laughs> you're the co-pilot. Love I love that. That's an amazing analogy. And it's so true. Um, to your point, we're coming at that point of, of almost that five year mark, you're still learning, you're still growing and you're and, and the and the reality for me is, I'm still learning to let go and let God, right? Mm -hmm. that, that Are we all every day? <laughs> yeah. So such a great analogy. And I do believe, and I've heard this in the past as well, that you can, your business will only grow as, as much as you grow. So I do think it's important, like you're saying, to just keep, keep growing, keep learning, keep expanding yourself so your business can hit a higher level. Mm -hmm, 100%. It's that inner being work, right? That we, we talk so much about. And that's the component that um, it's, how interesting is it that when you start working on your inner being, your results reflect that, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. you hear this message from our business coach all the time is work on you and trust. Yeah. And that is the core. And it's so accurate and so true to that. And every day I wake up having to recommit to yes. doing the best, doing the best. Um, and again, letting go and letting God, because I can't always control my results. I mean, not always, I, I can't ever control my results. But don't we try, gosh, I um, love controlling everything. 
That's the thing. And you know, and for women, we we throw this into the bucket. I and I talk to my clients all the time about this. We throw that piece into we um what's the right way to say this? Uh we camouflage that's the word we camouflage the controlling of our outcomes as planning like if we if we were just well no molly it's it's i'm 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 a planner i so much and it's like "Mm." but that's just that's code for i'm trying to control my results yeah, the problem is, is when the plan becomes procrastination because you're still planning and planning and you never get out of that planning mode. I would love to know how you landed on millennials as your focus. Well, you might be a millennial. I am. And that, okay. yeah, so I'm a little older than you. You look great, though. Oh, thanks, girl. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that really was, I think, when I decided niching down, right, I think that's that's one of the very first exercises that we do as entrepreneurs is narrowing down our niche and, and who we really want to work with. And um, for me, I am I'm big on being able to resonate with my clients. Now, of course, while I focus primarily on millennials, I've worked with younger uh, clients. I've had a client as young as 52. Uh, so it it really does broaden. It's not just like, oh, if you're not if you're not a millennial, then I'm not going to work with you. Yeah, right? I get that because I work primarily with people in the AEC industry in my coaching, but I have coached marketing directors, people in sales. So you can go outside of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when it comes to the the, the specificity of millennials, for me, it's really more if I were to quote, you know, a 90s R&B song or if oh, I yeah. were to like reference the fashion uh, that we had in the 90s, 80s and 90s, talking about, um, you know, the Flintstones or whatever cartoon we used to grow up with. It's more of that. It's the nostalgia. It's the connection of being able to relate to other millennial women who can say, oh, you just took me back in time, you know, and that really is where I have the most fun is uh, connecting with fellow millennials. On yeah, it's sure. so true because I'm in an office with, you know, various generations and our youngest, we were asking her if she had seen Ghostbusters, Goonies, E.T. She's like, I don't know what movies you're talking about. We're like, oh, my gosh, this is your homework for this weekend. You have to watch all these movies. Yes. Yes. Oh, I understand that 100 um, percent. I actually reference on my discovery calls with uh, women in my connect calls. I'm like, if you were to find a DeLorean on the side of the road, and you were to go back in time or into the future, right? Like talk to people about what you're doing. That's so good. Yeah, right? So like when I say stuff like that, you already, if you if you know, you know. When oh I'm, yeah. Yeah. You find the DeLorean on the side of the road, what will you do, right? So uh, that's that's really the fun of, of being able to work with, with like generations. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's fun. 
Yeah, that's super fun. And asking it in that way kind of brings the walls down. Like, okay, if I'm visualizing myself going back or into the future, what do I want for myself? It's a great way to ask it. I read a statistic recently that said um, millennials change jobs. I think it was every 2.9 years and Gen Z changes jobs every 2.3 years. So even more so, is that what you're finding with your clients? Absolutely. And to your point, part of the um, the obstacles, right, that that the women who come to me for support is tied to that. They'll say something to the effect of, I don't I don't want to be seen as a job hopper. Mm-hmm. How do I navigate through that? Right. But it's because they my clients come with such high capacity, meaning they are really strong in their work ethic. They learn really fast. And so they almost almost to a fault uh, get bored in their roles mm-hmm. very quickly. And so then now they're like, okay, well, I don't want to be seen as a job hopper though, Molly, but I know I'm meant to do more. How can I, how can I elevate? Uh, so that very much is something that I see and that I continue to help just guide them through and, and help them to see the facts, the truth of that, right? Of, That's good. Yeah, of the perspective of it, you know, because the reality is, will will some um, will some companies pass judgment on if you're bouncing around? Of course, there, there's going to be some that are going to do that. And on the flip side, if you would, which one would you rather have, right? Would you rather be in a role and find one that continues to excite you and challenge you? Or are you are go, are you going to stick with oh no the fear of unknown and, and judgment and if they're going to call me a job hopper right mm-hmm. so at the end of the day you just got to make a decision that's going to be uh, in most alignment with what you want next and there's yeah. no right wrong you know it's it's up to you so if 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 wanting to not be seen as a job hopper is more important to you then that's okay what are other ways in which you can elevate your career maybe it is a side hustle maybe it is you know learning something on the side or um you know uh, taking some upskilling courses who knows so it, it just really depends on on what you want yeah and i'm finding people at that age most of them have side hustles and they're not afraid to talk about them at work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's and true. I think that's fine. Like we can support people having a full-time job and also having a side hustle because they're passionate about it or it's a little extra income or whatever need it fills that their full-time job does not. Yes, absolutely. And you think it's that transparency, right? I mean, of course, you're going to have your company policies and procedures that you'll want them to sign off on and, you know, not stealing time here while you're working on your side hustle when you should be committing to your full time job, things of that nature. But to your point, allowing for that full transparency of saying, yeah, and I've got an Etsy shop that I am creating stickers or what have you. I make t-shirts on the side or tumblers. Um, and that allows for me to feed my creative soul here while mm-hmm. I work with the company. That just is, I mean, in, in my personal opinion, that builds loyalty in your yeah. team, right? That 
builds this, this yes, and I can come to you and, and talk to you about other things that is important to me. Uh, so I love that piece. I love that so many uh, people are, and more importantly, organizations, leadership, are opening up and understanding that yes, people have hobbies and interests outside of the work. Right. Uh, and let's cheer everybody on. Yeah. To win and for support everyone. that. Yeah. Like you said, as long as it's not running into company time, it's something that can be celebrated and supported. Um, and back to the changing of the jobs every few years, you know, it's crazy because there's so much information out there. I feel like people are bombarded. So I think it's great to have someone such as yourself helping millennials sort through the information because, yeah, you hear don't change jobs every couple of years. You're going to be seen as a job hopper. However, then you read things saying change jobs every two years. It's the only way you're going to get the salary that you want and you deserve. The only way to do it is change jobs every two years so you can get that raise. So it's not like, well, what do you do if you leave every job looking for more money? A company will see through it. But if you've hit a cap or a ceiling and it's time to move on, you know, then why not get a raise as well? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to to that point, I think I was just I was just sharing this um, on a live um, that I had earlier this week with my network. And and that's the thing is that you are there. There are so many different things that are coming at you on what you should do, and what you shouldn't do. And I always fall back to. I always recommend for you to follow the the advice that speaks best to you. Um, from an analogy perspective, I was I was talking about how right now I'm I'm training for a half marathon, Bryce. Okay? Oh wow, Molly, that's huge. I don't look like a runner. I am a pure beginner. I signed up with my best friend, and so true and true in fashion, you right. You hear about oh well wake up wake up really early and get your run in at 4 4 a.m 5 a.m start your day off i am not a morning person at all and so it's it's like relaying this back to all of the advice that you're getting right if if i'm training for a half marathon and if i am going to coerce myself to wake up at 4 a.m to go running that's never gonna happen it's like not double torture yeah it's not for me right so i would recommend that you take the information that is most relevant to you you only know yourself best right so for me i know i'm not gonna ever wake up at 4 a.m 5 a.m to run that's just not how i'm gonna train for this but I will absolutely wake up at eight o'clock and go running. I'll do it in the evenings when it's a lot cooler here. It's not so humid, yeah. you know, between the six, seven PM mark, 100%, I'll do it that way. And I think that that really applies a lot to some of the information that you're getting. If, if you know, do this, do this. There's not one right way. I feel like it's a lot of different ways. You just got to find the one exactly. that works, right? Yeah, so, we're all different. We all have different circumstances, come from different backgrounds and, I agree. You have to figure out what works best for you. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And once you do, stay consistent. Yes. You can do it. Yeah.
I'm curious, what are some trends or things you're seeing with some of your clients right now? You know, I feel like it's so crazy. We went through COVID, people were scared to make a change, and then the great resignation, everybody was changing jobs. Now, it seems like some people are happy, others are regretting that they did that. So I'm just curious what you've seen. Yes. Um, What comes to top of mind is I, when I started really going full-blown to support uh, women, I never once thought that half of my roster was going to be filled with transitioning educators. Oh, wow. Yes. And this is a trend that is becoming higher and higher in numbers. And so today's story, today's TED Talk is not about the why, right? So we're not going to go there. But let me just tell you, I have never, never, ever would have ever crossed my mind that my roster would have at least 50% or more of them being transitioning teachers looking to break and pivot into corporate. Mm -hmm. And there it is what I'm seeing, especially for those who are pivoting out of education, whether it's higher ed, elementary, you know, K to 12 or or higher ed, um, shifting into more of the corporate setting is not um, some of the things that they say to me is, I, I don't I don't know the corporate jargon. And how do I how do I translate my education skill set uh, into corporate? And and even even let's just take one step back. They now are inquiring, like, what do I want to be when I grow up now? Mm-hmm. It's another moment in their life when they're deciding, yeah, I'm walking away from a career that I've known for so long to do what? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that right there took me by surprise. Actually, yeah. they say to me like, oh, how did you identify yourself? Like, how did you decide to be a, a transitioning teacher coach? And I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't know that that was, <laughs> hey, but then again, it, I didn't know it was going to happen. And I don't think anyone yeah. You know, so yeah, well, that's you saw a need and you've stepped into it. And yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me because teachers are underpaid. They're dealing with so much crap from maybe you've got great students, but then you've got the administration and the parents. And I mean, I highly respect them. They don't get paid what they should. And it's a tough job. That is exactly it. You know, and I think there's almost this um, one of my clients had said, it's almost this like martyr kind of mindset of like having to sacrifice so much to your job for literally pennies, you know, at at what they're getting. And so um, and it is I mean, I think one of the things that we all can agree on is is COVID changed the world. It changed our lives. This is now the new normal for us, however, which way we 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 define that it's it, it's never going to go back to what it was pre-COVID yeah. um, in full force, right? And what we um, remember it to be. And so you're right. I mean, it, it is. It's the, it's the change. It's it's all of it. There's Like I said, it's not for today's TED Talk. But <laughs> so many different reasons. Yeah, we could talk about that forever. I mean, I pulled my kids out for a year and did homeschool, and I never thought I would do that. But it was just what was working best for us with both working from home. How old are your kids? 
Yeah, so I've got three kiddos. I've got an 11 year old, uh, nine year old, and uh, almost seven year old. And in three days, she'll be seven. So, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, we did the same. We did it for a year and a half. We did, uh, yeah, virtual schooling. And uh, that was was an experience. Let's just say that. That, <laughs> that's a nice way to say it that was an experience yes, we reconfirmed why mom is not made to be a teacher you know when my kids were younger they would ask me like mommy can you come in and be my teacher i'm like mommy is not good enough to be a teacher i i'm telling you that right now i am not made for that and so you know full circle the clients that I'm working with who are transitioning teachers are amazing human beings. Oh yeah, I mean, they're totally shaping lives and they have way more uh, patients than I would ever have. I'm like you, I'm like, I don't want to help out at the classroom. I'll, I'll do something else. You want yeah. me to make a donation? You, you want me to drive you somewhere? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it takes a special, um, a really special person to do that career and for 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 as long as my clients have right for 10 plus years doing this so so yeah um again it, it, that was the piece of the trend that i think has been really uh interesting let's just say that and, and cool. so yeah well what things do you have coming up in your business how can people kind of plug in and follow you and where can they find you too yeah, absolutely. So I was just saying to Bryce that for you all who are tuning in, you get first dips. My network and my community doesn't even know yet. Mm-hmm. I have exciting. Yes, you guys are. You get y'all, y'all get the special um, preview and uh, heads up before anyone else does. August 30th here, I am going to be hosting a Slay Salary Negotiations Workshop. It is a free two-hour workshop for you where I'm going to break down all of the things that you need to know in order to optimize and show up confidently and empowered in your negotiations. Uh, So that's happening, as I said, on August 30th. It will be uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, So that'll be when it starts. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course, so feel free to look me up. You can either search by my name, Molly Lowe, last name L-O, or my company, Lotus Mentoring. You'll find me there. Um, I am on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think right now it's it's really fun to build my following on TikTok. So if you're on TikTok and you want to Oh just- my gosh, I have to go follow you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you are there, if you want some good old school uh, music, R&B, I am a Backstreet Boys fan to the core. I'm true fan <laughs> boy band. Uh, I do lots of dancing, of course, and sharing lots of knowledge and tips and tricks on TikTok as well. So, well, your training August 30th is much needed. And I know there's tons of statistics around this, but how men are not scared to ask for the money. It's just an exchange. Women, we're, you know, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We don't want to overstep. Um, maybe we're questioning our own worth. So we don't ask for what we really desire. So I think this training is going to be incredible for anybody who's either wanting a promotion, number one, and is trying to negotiate a raise. Um, or two, just looking for a job and fielding different offers. 100%. Yes. Even to your point, 
my husband and I are very different on how we negotiate. And it's interesting because in, in hindsight, when I when I think back to how I negotiated even my own salary in my career, it was, well, I need to talk to my husband first and I, I need to think about my kids and is this good enough for the family and let me, whereas for him, it was all about I. It was, I want this, I need this, I, where yeah. for me, it was we. It was about the us mm. and even the the word choice and the intentionality around how we look and talk about what we bring to the table in your household really impacts how you show up boldly in yeah. negotiations so yes you are absolutely correct even in my own personal life i've seen, <laughs> you've seen it firsthand <laughs> yes oh well as we wrap up any Last advice you want to give millennials who are looking for a new position or who are trying to identify what they want to do next and kind of pivoting or making a transition of sorts. Yes, I think if I had one golden nugget to share with millennial women who are who are looking for their next thing. Don't make decisions based in fear. Mm. That's good for anybody. Let me tell you, because <laughs> yeah. so many people will say they want a new job and then they get a couple offers and they're like, fear steps in immediately. Oh, I don't know. And I get it. Your brain's trying to keep you safe. But, exactly. you know, that part of your brain, that's what it was created for. But. Yes. Yeah. And it's one thing to acknowledge and listen to it. Right. But to go into a decision solely thinking about the putting the fear in the place of empowerment to drive your decisions isn't always going to be in your best interest right that fear is for survival mode so if you know if there's some i don't know a wolf chasing you run that's fear right run for your life yeah you can be scared then you can <laughs> yeah. have fear yeah change is hard change is scary the unknown is scary and you got this this is not the first time you've done something new it can be so rewarding on the other side absolutely so that's what i would say for one lasting golden nugget all right well that was a great golden nugget i'm gonna leave in the show notes where everybody can find you molly this has been so fun thank you for having me right back at you. This has been super fun for me. You just let me talk, 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 talk. And I love it. You've got so much <laughs> wisdom and knowledge to give. So yeah. any millennials out there, transitioning teachers or anyone who just needs some extra support right now, uh, give Molly a call. Can't wait. Awesome. Thanks, Molly. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here next week. And make sure to share the episode with a friend that would enjoy the conversation we just had. Also, join the Wine After Work Facebook group to connect with other like-minded women.